Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. I'm Anne-Marie Lockhart, and my guest today is Craig Scott. Thank you for joining me, Craig. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Anne-Marie. It's a pleasure. Uh, we're going to open the new year. This is the first interview of the new year, so I really feel like that's very auspicious. So, Happy New Year to you. I I would like for you to start by reading us something. You have a few pieces there that you've selected. Yes. Um, the first piece is, um, the title is Alone. Mm-hmm. One of my um, my stranger uh, pieces. <laughs> okay. If I had a name, it came off in the shower. You ran away in heels. That scared. I met a woman whose breath was hot like she swallowed the sun or a bottle of vodka. She quoted Conrad, we live as we dream, alone. A vagrant put two quarters in my hand. I found a lonely payphone and called home. I warned myself about the future. Now, you introduced it by saying it was one of your stranger poems. Um and and that what that makes me want to know more about, of course, is how strange do your poems get, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my work can get uh, out there in, in many respects. <laughs> um, when I first started writing, it was primarily um, genre work, uh-huh. and, um, uh, mostly horror-driven. So mm-hmm. um, I guess the left the remnants of that, I sometimes uh, go back into that type and style, and I always reach back to the uh, sort of uh, over-the-topness of sometimes as it can get and the in respects to uh, violence or um, sexual situations, but also uh, just the um, odd nature of things happening, of uh, things from... Uh, you know, beyond the dark, um, mm. or just anything really odd that's happening, and it's morphed into um, to something sort of maybe I guess to describe it, maybe like a uh, when David Lynch goes all David Lynchy, like in Eraserhead, <laughs> maybe some yeah. things like that yeah. happening, and it just sort yeah. of spills out of me, and um, I just run with it. Now, I have read um, some of your work. It's recent work. It's not any of your older stuff, but I can, what what you're saying makes a lot of sense from the stuff that I've seen. And and the darker pieces that I have read of yours um, have a very surreal quality. Um, They're they're almost dreamlike in some ways, and they feel very metaphoric, although um, they're a very straight narrative as well. So they're not, you know, these ranging... um, you know, uh, messages about other things necessarily, but they feel very layered. Um, how, when you're when you're doing that, how much of it is like a stream of consciousness or a straight one right kind of a uh, a process for you? And how much do you go back in and add to it later in terms of detail, things like that? Um, for the, I would say for the majority of my writing, it's one and done. I'll go, mm-hmm. uh, whatever comes out, I'll put it onto the paper or my computer screen, and then I will 
tweak it here and there and play with it a little bit if I feel that something's not right or could use some work. Uh, sometimes, you know, the tweaking will, you know, go over a week's time or I'll come back to the piece a couple of months later and re- revise it or sometimes mm-hmm. I'll start a piece and not know what to do with it and just put it aside and then come back to it a couple of months later and uh, realize that I have the the direction that I think the piece should go into, and I'll, I'll write that. So it sounds like the, the writing process for you is very intuitive, and it also sounds as if the editing process is equally intuitive. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to um, um, to just feel my way through um, and mm-hmm. everything. Do you? How much of your writing is done on the computer versus on paper, like a notebook or something? Um, these days, it's mostly done on the computer, uh, mostly because for my day job, I'm in front of computer all day, and um, yeah. when and I also I try and do freelance work when I can, so I'm in front of the computer at night as well. So yeah. if I'm, you know, if I'm in front of the computer, it's on the front of the computer. But I always try to keep a little notebook or notepad or um, a notepad app on my phone with me at all times because when the inspiration hits, you know, I just want to get it down or else, you know, you're going to lose it. Yeah. The, um, I, I, I would characterize you as a young writer, but I would not characterize you as an inexperienced writer. You have a lot of writing behind you. You've been doing it for a long time. Um, tell me about the origin of your becoming a writer. When did you know you were a writer? Um, I would say I would consider myself a writer when I really started it uh started writing seriously. Um I've I'm gonna be thirty two in a couple of months and I've been writing since um middle school, so when I was about fourteen. So I've been doing it for quite a while. Um when I first started I I've always been a a big reader, and I've always read a lot. And as I was getting older and reading more and more, I just started getting these original ideas in my head, and I thought, well, why why wouldn't this be a good idea to to write these down? So I started just sitting at my desk in my room and writing everything longhand um, before my family, uh, we had a computer in our house. And uh, it was mostly story, uh, not stories, but it was mostly um, novel ideas, books that I, I was writing mm-hmm. longhand and uh, nothing very good, of course, but I was <laughs> getting it out. And then slowly I, I, found, I discovered um, the horror small press magazines like Death Realm and Terminal Fright and Gru Magazine. And, and I, from there it spiraled into discovering all these other small little magazines. And then I started expanding what I was writing to poetry, and it's always, once I started, I really haven't stopped, and and mostly these days, I primarily write poetry, um, and the occasional um, prose piece, but primarily poetry, and and it's evolved from the more genre-type work to um, what I write now, as I discovered. And if you could give us Another example of one of your poems right now, that would be great. Right. Um, 
Actually, I, since they're relatively short, um, I'll give you two because one uh, quote-unquote genre piece um, because I am very, I just love, I just love this poem, and um, one from uh, one of my recent books. Uh, the first is genre piece. It's called Afterward. Shaving the razor at your throat, a nick. You're bleeding on your Bible. Why do you have a Bible with you? You acknowledge no God, don't want mercy or forgiveness. You stole it from a motel, a cheap thrill long dead. You recall the bedtime stories you read as a child with one hand in your underwear. Dahmer gnawing meat, Specs prison bitch tits, Gacy as pogo, Gein wrapped in a skin blanket, Bundy smiling in the electric chair, Zodiac, nowhere and everywhere. The hairs on your neck are standing. The body in the bathroom is cooling. You don't need a mirror to know you look good with blood in your hair. And for the opposite of that, <laughs> I would like to read a poem called The Song I Sing in the Dark from my uh, collaborative book with Catfish McDarris called Tales from a French Envelope. It is beautiful, the image of you I keep with me and return to whenever I feel the glacial hands of dread around my throat. I hope you know this and think of this, and it warns you. You are the song I sing in the dark. Now, I think those two really do a great job of kind of... uh highlighting the range of different work that you do in, in terms of subject matter and things like that. Um, and I, I have read that second one, and I thought that was a really lovely poem. Um, and the first one is new to me, but it's not that different from some of the other things in terms of content. And I like that, that you, you picked them to kind of uh, illustrate all the, the different things that you do. How, how, how often do you get the question, um, about whether what you wrote is autobiographical. Do people always assume it's, you know, something that you did or fantasized or, you know, are going to do? <laughs> um, or are they real, like, oh, yeah, cool? <laughs> well, I, I like to believe that people do think that a lot of what I write is autobiographical because that makes me <laughs> more um, cool than I actually am or, you know, more lively. But um, I have to think that, and every everyone who writes, you know, they they pour a little bit of themselves into every piece, be it, you know, something uh, outlandish as, you know, the poem like Afterward or a a, a, um, a, a sensation or a, a feeling for a moment of a poem like, you know, I, I, the song I sing in the dark. You know, it's um, a lot of what I do write is autobiographical has happened, but a lot of what I write has not, and it's just my imagination going a little crazy. And I think that, um, you know, your voice remains consistent throughout those different styles of um, uh, subject matter writing, and that that um, is, you know, a good thing. That's a really good mm -hmm. thing because it, it feels very authentic when you read it. Um, and that, you know, people people respond well to that. Readers respond very well to that. Um, where where have you found the most, the greatest support for your writing? I know so, some people tell me, you know, well, 
you know, my parents don't understand when I write, you know, my girlfriend hates what I write, my, my cat loves what I write, you know, whatever, like, where have you found the greatest support for it? Um, I think the the biggest support that you'll find is um, if you surround yourself in a um, community of like-minded people, not so much that, you know, everyone that you you talk to writes poems about serial killers, but just the fact that you surround yourself with people who write like you and 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 do what you do, be it, you know, uh, writing poems or stories or submitting work or editing a magazine. As long as you enter into a community, uh, be it um, online through uh, Facebook or a um, on a college campus or at a, um, a local writers group, you know, as long as mm-hmm. you have that uh, at your disposal, and in some way or another, everyone can have that at their disposal. Um, I think that you're able to find the support that you need to um, grow as a person, grow as a person, grow as a writer, and um, find you know the uh, shoulder, show the support system that you need to thrive. How much uh, how much time do you spend a day writing? Um, I try. Ideally, I like to try and do something a little bit every day, but mm-hmm. with everything, um, I mostly write when it hits me, and mm-hmm. I have that uh, thunderbolt of inspiration and just have to grab a piece of paper and a pen um, or my my keyboard. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. this inspiration comes. You know, several days uh, back to back. Sometimes it comes, you know, once or twice a week, and sometimes it, you know, doesn't come for a month at a time. So um, I try when I try and force my hand and write every day. Uh, only gibberish and garbage comes out. Um, mm-hmm. So I um, amuse myself in other ways by um, uh, by uh, work looking at uh, reading and. Um, Editing. Now, you just did recently start a new journal. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, it's called Mad Rush. Um, I'm publishing it through Lulu.com to take advantage of their print-on-demand services. Um, the mm-hmm. title comes from my uh, one of my favorite uh, piano pieces by the composer Philip Glass. Um, it's a mix. It's a mixture of poetry and fiction and really anything else good that's sent my way. Um, I don't uh, discriminate or try to um, turn people away no matter what they write. If it's someone who's an underground uh, poet or someone who's uh, taken a more academic route to writing if they're in an MFA program um, if or no matter what genre they write, if it's, you know, science fiction uh, or uh, bizarro or any other type i like you know i will i want mad rush to be the home for everything that's uh everything good mhm you um wh- where did the inspiration for beginning this journal now come from um well i've always um as as i've always written for you know, so many years. I've uh, along the way, I've also edited other projects. Um, my first uh, attempt was a little magazine that ran that I printed out on my computer that ran five issues. 
Um, then I edited. I worked with a friend um, and released a, another five issues of a, a print, another print magazine while I was in college, and uh, just towards my tail end of my college years, and then afterwards. Um, and I've also edited uh, some a website, uh, a webzine, and I currently also edit a um, eChap publisher called Ten Pages Press. And I wanted to do something with print. And since I got the hang of uh, Lulu through my um, Tales from a French Envelope book with Catfish, I wanted to take advantage of it and um, create a uh, use that use Lulu to help uh, create my uh, new vision. And it's it's off to a great start. You're going to release your first issue coming up. Can you give us a website where readers can find that and other writers as well? Absolutely. It's uh, Mad Rush Mag, M-A-D-R-U-S-H-M-A-G dot WordPress dot com. Um, you can see a preview of the first issue's cover art. You can see the lineup for the first issue. Um, once the issue is available, I will post ordering information. Um, you can also read um, check back uh, because... I don't. I don't accept submissions uh, throughout the year. I only accept them through uh, specific reading periods, and so you can visit the um, website for those reading periods. And it, it, the uh, cover art does look spectacular. It's a really interesting concept you have there. I did see that. It looks great. Um, the lineup also is really kind of awesome, and it does reflect what you said in terms of the different just the different writers whose work is going to be in that book. I, I've read things by um, a lot of those people, and it's really across the board um, in terms of different styles and and just a different approach to writing. So I think it is going to be an interesting uh, first issue. And I um, hope that you're very proud of it because it's an exciting endeavor. Yes, I, I'm very, very proud of it. I'm excited to get the... Uh, first issue out and see what the contributors think and hopefully people will uh, swing by and buy a copy and let me know what they think as well. And where can readers find your books? Um, Well, Tales from a French Envelope is available through Lulu. You can just uh, search that title or Craig Scott or Catfish McDarris and it will come up for them. Um, And then later I actually just released um, earlier uh, this month from Writing Nights Press out of Ohio, um, I have a chapbook called Garage on the Edge of Town where the poem um, afterward is published in it. Uh, they can go to Writing Nights Press at R-I-T-I-R-I-T-I-N-G-K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot com to purchase that chapbook. And then later this year from Thunderclap Press out of New Jersey, um, I will have another chapbook published uh, called All We Have. Very cool. You've got a lot going on right now, and that's a good way to uh, start a new year. I want to um, thank you for joining me today. We're totally out of time. (laughs) And... um, and I'm glad that you got to read those are the poems because we're out of the time I had wanted for you to do your last poem. So um, 
Actually, you can like sneak one more in there, and we're just going to close on that. So I'm going to thank everybody for listening, and then say, Craig, if you would just uh, read that one more on the way out the door, that would be great. Okay, all we have. There are no gods. It is only us, only myths and horror and ordinary death, only sex to make more hungry mouths and minds so we have someone to teach how to repeat our failures and minute victories. There is no eternity, no soul, just the dust we try to hold in our broken hands. All we have is laughter and hope. Love each other. And that was Craig Scott, and this has been another episode of 15 Minutes of Poetry. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back soon with some more cool stuff.